Welcome to episode 71 on the Live Blissed Out podcast. Did you know that people are spending an average of 144 minutes a day on social media? Hello, action takers. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have inspirational and informational conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help us get the scoop and the lowdown on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping achieve bliss through awareness and action. Thanks for joining me. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Joining me is Diane Mulligan, president of MNC Communications, a public relations firm committed to representing inspirational people, organizations, products, and services that make the world better. For more than a decade, MNC has provided strategic communications, specializing in an integrated approach to earning media we call insider media relations. MNC believes that consistency, transparency, and educating the CBD customer are all part of brand protection PR that protects a company's brand and enhances their customer loyalty. Formerly, Diane was a journalist. She was the news director in Denver during the Columbine shootings and senior news editor for NBC News in New York City. She honed her PR chops as vice president of national communications for the National Stroke Association. To learn more, visit mnccommunications.com or movethestairs.com. Diane, it's wonderful to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Marissa. I'm thrilled to be talking with you. I'm just as thrilled, Diane. I know that you have your own podcast and it's called Move the Stairs. How did you come up with that name? What exactly does that mean? Move the Stairs means in any given situation. So many people say, if only, oh, if only I had this, or if only it was this way, and they kind of get stuck. Move the Stairs means that you take what that situation is, you really focus in on it, and you look for the creative way to make the best of it. And where this came from was I was in television news for more than a decade. And early in my career, I had an opportunity to go and be a field producer out at Senator McCain's re-election in Arizona. And when I got to the Phoenix ballroom where he was going to be able to make his acceptance speech, and since he had been voted in several times, we knew he was expected to win. When you get in there and when you're in a newsroom, getting the interview first is all that matters to your bosses. So I had to get the interview first. And when I walked into the ballroom where he was going to give his acceptance speech early in the afternoon and everything was set up, I realized that my station was completely out of position. There was the riser, if you can imagine. And then, you know, they have the podium, they walk up on the riser, they stand behind the podium, they give their acceptance speech. And unfortunately, the way everything was set up, my competitors were on the side where he was going to be walking up and down the stairs. Not only was I on the even on the other side, I was like behind PBS on the other side of the ballroom. My station was so far out of position, we had no chance of getting that interview first. So I sat there and I looked at that podium and I looked at those risers and I went over and I looked at the stairs and they're big metal stairs, but there were rollers on the back of the stairs and they were bolted to the riser. So I went around the other side and I realized they could have been bolted in on either side. So I unbolted them and I moved the stairs. (laughs) That's great. 
I'm kind of envisioning, you know, those stairs, like when you go to the big box stores and they're trying to stock stuff on the very high end and they have those little casters, something like that, right? That's exactly what they look like. And so they were very heavy, but they were in rollers and I was in good shape. And everybody was setting up their gear and doing all their stuff. And they probably wondered what the heck I was doing. Well, what I was doing was I was giving us the best opportunity to be successful. And that is now our philosophy at MNC Communications. It's my personal philosophy. No matter what the world throws at you, no matter what life throws at you, you want to move the stairs. You want to really focus in and say, what can I do? And many times it may be a very small little thing that you can do. But what I find happens in my life is that if I do that small little thing, something else opens up and then I can move to that. And before you know it, we're in a much better position than the people around us because we didn't say, if only. We didn't say, I wish it was a different way. We said, let's move the stairs. How can we make this happen? Yeah. So in other words, take advantage of those opportunities, turn them around so that you can utilize them to the best of your ability. Absolutely. And isn't COVID a perfect time to move the stairs? We're stuck in our homes. We're working from home. But I look at it as I have two to three more hours a day because I'm not commuting. So what can I do with that time? And how can I make that better? And what we did was we started really focusing on MNC Communications and marketing our company because we had some extra time. And this was a perfect time to get that working. And that's how we moved the stairs during COVID. Yes, I hear that a lot. I have always loved technology and I've always liked to use things in an efficient way. But most people, when I tried to explain it to them, they thought I was crazy. Like, why wouldn't you want to have coffee with me face to face? Let's do it the old fashioned way. And the bottom line is, as pleasant as those things are, that's wonderful. It's not efficient. You need to meet as many people as possible when you're in business and traveling back and forth and doing all those things are great. But is it really working to the best of your ability? And so now, People are starting to embrace this concept going, Marissa, I should have listened to you. This works. This is awesome. I have all this extra time. I can meet more people. There's just so many positives that can come out of it. I think that it forced us to look in a different direction and in a good way. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm very blessed in that I find that I'm put in situations where you see opportunities in a different way. So when I was at NBC News in New York as senior editor, I was responsible for getting the correspondence around the world, wherever it was that the story was. I can tell you during the years that I worked there, there were many correspondents I never met face-to-face. And we didn't have Zoom. All we had was the phone. And everything I did, you had to develop that relationship over the phone, which really helped me because when I started my business in 2009, in the depths of the recession, I decided I don't need the overhead of a building. And so we have been virtual since 2009. And people said to me, you're crazy. I'm like, not really. I can go to everybody else's building and they can pay the overhead. Exactly. That's the thing. I think that there's so many people that are fearful of technology. First of all, they're not sure how to use it effectively. The other thing is they feel like it's not as personal. But then when you're backed up against the wall, like we are now, where we really don't have the option, you make it work. And personally, I'm like you. I have not had any issues talking to people on Zoom, connecting with people in a personal level, because it really boils down to following up, touching base, doing all the things that build relationships. It's not just that first connection anyway. Absolutely. I agree completely. It really makes all the difference. When you just say, this is the situation I have. Okay. 
How am I going to make the best of it? And then you move the stairs. Given that, are there any other ideas that you might have for businesses to think about in terms of what they can do to move the stairs during this time, aside from using technology that might help them think outside the box? Absolutely. The first thing I think for your business is to look at where your customers are during this time and how you can help them, how you can become the trusted advisor, how you can build yourself as a leader in your industry. There's so much uncertainty. So whatever it is, whether you're selling a product or a service, are you the expert? And how are you making sure that your customers understand that you're passionate and that you are well-versed and that you are sharing that information out to them? All of those things during COVID can help build customer loyalty. And that is incredibly important. When people are in a chaotic situation, they want someone that's going to help them bring calm to them and someone that they can trust. And so there's a tremendous opportunity for whatever it is that you're doing. You know it better than anyone else. This is the perfect time to get out there and tell people about that. Oh, absolutely. How do we get past the noise? In the past, the people that were technically savvy or not afraid of technology and doing this were one of a kind because most people were still doing the traditional way of things. And then now we're finding that people are starting to get on board going, wow, I'm going to do Facebook Live. I'm going to get on LinkedIn. I'm going to do these other things that they never did before. So now you're finding that there's just more people out there providing value or giving information. But as the recipient on the other end, you're feeling like it's information overload. Is there a way to avoid that at all? I think if you are very specific on your target audience, You can put information out for a general group of people, but then you're in competition with so many other groups. The more targeted you can be with what you do, the more your information will resonate with the right people. It's not having 10,000 followers on Facebook that matters. It's having 500 of the right followers on Facebook. And that means that whatever you're messaging about, whatever you're talking about, You really need to understand who that person is, how this information is going to help them. And then once you start building those customers, getting them to tell other people about you that are also interested in what you have to say. That to me is the key to really cutting through the clutter that's out there. It's interesting having a PR company, one of our first target audience is the media. In our company, everybody is a former journalist, which I think gives us an edge because we get what they care about. They don't care so much about what you're selling. They care about whether what you're selling is going to impact their view or their listener because they're doing the same thing. They want stories that are going to bring those viewers or listeners or readers to them and that they can create that loyalty. And you create that loyalty by making sure that people are getting information that's relevant, that's timely, and that it's presented in a very compassionate manner, especially right now. The more focused you can be, people are like, but I can do this and I can do this with my company. That's great that you can do all that, but that's not what you're marketing. What you're marketing is that very narrow area so that you can cut through the clutter and you're hitting the people who are most likely to want your product or service. We really need to focus on who our target audience is, because if you're not speaking directly to them, they're not connecting with you. Bottom line. As a PR firm, I have done 
PR for real estate companies to resorts. I do crisis. We are a full service PR company, but that's not who I market to. I market to companies that are focused on the CBD market because that is very targeted, focused. There's all kinds of additional information and expertise that I can bring to the table. And that really helps me focus my marketing as opposed to being a generalist because there are tons of generalists out there, but there are not that many companies that are doing PR specifically for this industry right now. Yes. And that way you become the expert. You can speak their language. You understand their specific needs and challenges. And from there, if somebody happens to reach out to you and say, you know, I'm not in that industry, but can you help me? Then you can decide whether or not that's something you want to take on. And you certainly have the skills to do it, but you're attracting a specific type of audience to your business. Absolutely. And that's how you get people to listen to you because they know that you're taking them very seriously in that one specific target industry. It doesn't say I can't handle a crisis situation for a city that's having protests or whatever. I can absolutely do that. But I get to choose that. Meanwhile, my bread and butter, though, is going to be where I'm really focusing my energy. Yes. How do we go about protecting our brand, especially in these uncertain times? We call our type of PR brand protection PR. You work so hard for your business. You slave over this to build it. And we know how quickly reputation, especially now with social media, can be damaged. And what I want everyone to understand is it's not just your reputation, but if something goes wrong in your industry, it can have almost an umbrella effect of pulling you in underneath that umbrella as well. So there are three really important things in brand protection. One is building that customer loyalty. You want to take care of the customers you have while you're building new customers, but you want them to understand that you care about them and that you understand them and that whatever product or service that you're developing is going to make their life better and that you're the expert. The second thing is that you want to have messaging that is consistent and compassionate. That means you are on social media every day with something that truly matters. And there are easy ways to do that so that it doesn't have to take a tremendous amount of time. But it's very important that you're very consistent with that. And the last thing is that you are looking ahead and you are thinking about what challenges, issues, crises could be coming down the pike and am I prepared for them? Do I have social media messaging ready to go that's at another part of my computer that if something were to happen, I would say on my Facebook and Instagram page for any updates, we need you to go to the Twitter page and here's where it is. Do we have press releases that have the basic information about my company, but that have what we call Swiss cheese holes that you're going to fill in with whatever it is that you have to put in there so that if something happens, you can respond very, very quickly. And so we have a whole tool that we go through the brand protection tool that helps people figure out what it is that's coming down, what's most likely to happen in the next six months. And if you did something now, will it make the outcomes better? Is it worth taking the four or so hours to work through this so that you can sleep better at night knowing that you've got a really good shot of managing any challenges to your reputation? And this is something I think most of us do not do is think proactively instead of reactively. We're just going through the motions day to day. Yes, we have a plan. Yes, we have projects we have to complete. But you really have to look at the year ahead, not just look at what's in front of you in order to anticipate things that potentially could impact things if you were not prepared. 
Marissa, my life was handling crisis when I was in news, because that's what you do. Crisis is the big story. And I did everything from Oklahoma City bombing to 9-11 to Columbine. They called me Disaster Diane in a good way. <laughs> because <laughs> Hey, that's a brand, Diane. <laughs> I was involved in so many crises. A couple of years ago, I was speaking in Colorado Springs, and I came out to walk to my hotel room and I came around a corner and there was a 500 pound bear walking straight towards me. And the bottom line was I don't run a lot and I don't camp. And I had never thought through what to do if I came face to face with a 500 pound bear and I panicked. I went into fight or flight and I ran, which is the worst thing you can do because I had never thought through what I would do. Meanwhile, in 9-11, I started going through my checklist of exactly what to do to get out of New York, to get my family safe during 9-11. So imagine 9-11 was a horrific time, but I had a plan in my head. The bear threw me completely because I had never thought of it. So what we try to do is make sure that the people that work with us don't have a bear situation, that you know what to do, that you have a quick checklist of things that you can do so that you can handle whatever the crisis is when it comes up in front of you. It took the bear to wake you up. It can visualize exactly what you're saying when you give that example. We don't really know how important things are until we're faced with that situation. And then once it happens to us, we realize, oh my goodness, I don't want to be there again. I don't want this to happen again. In future, all the other decisions that we make, we're a little more concerned about that and we take more action because of that experience. Exactly. And I think that once you get into the mindset, it gives you a sense of comfort that, okay, I know what I can do. I know how much I can handle. I know when I need to call somebody else, but I'm ready with the basics and I can move quickly on this. And I know who's going to be the spokesperson and who's the backup spokesperson in case the spokesperson is not there. I mean, I have the basics covered. And that's what every business needs to have is they just need to have the basics covered because that can buy you enough time, no matter what the crisis is, for you to get everything else in order. Given the fact that we are living in this constantly changing environment, I almost feel like we've been in COVID forever, but it's really only been since March or April, I think. I almost have a hard time remembering what it was like before anymore. It feels like forever. So given the fact that it changed on a dime, Diane, something we never anticipated happened, how do we then learn from this? What can we do in our businesses? What lessons have we learned that we can apply here to help us cope with that? You have to embrace flexibility, bottom line. You have to embrace change as an opportunity. What I would say to you is that while it has been a very difficult time, The amount of silver linings that I have found in this COVID time amaze me. While we've had to change things, and there are things that are extremely hard. I mean, Sarah, who works for me, has two children in school. My kids are out of school, thank goodness. And bless her heart and bless all the parents' hearts out there who are teaching their children from home and trying to work and do all of that. But the flip is the amount of time that they're spending together is something that they would never have had if COVID hadn't happened. So I look at those types of things. One of my kids is in college and he came home for five and a half, six months. And I needed to find an outlet 
during that time because it wasn't the easiest time for any of us. And I started working out and my workout, which is something that I do, but I have to do it became something that was so helpful to me. It changed my whole mindset on the workout. That was one of my silver linings was that I learned to take joy from my workout in a whole different way than I had ever done before. So I think for each and every person, it's different, but you have to figure out what that is and you have to focus on that as opposed to focusing on how many months have we been doing this and I can't do this another day. When I get in that place, the first thing I do is I think about Is there a nonprofit out there that I can help? Who else can I help that's in a worse situation than me? Because it puts things into perspective for me. And I think that's also huge for a business owner is that to get yourself out of your own head and look around because as I have learned through my life, if everybody comes to a table and puts their problems on the table and you look at everybody else's problems, nine times out of 10, you're going to take your own problems back because you don't want everybody else's problems. No kidding. And we have time now to reflect really think about things. What do we want in our lives, in our business and everything around us, which I hear a lot. Most people live day to day. They do routine things and they don't even think about it. And now they've had time to really analyze what they want to do with their lives. And then, like you said, translate that into things that can become very positive for you. And so there are benefits. You just have to look for them. That's the key. The key is to say, I know all this stuff is a problem. But I will look for that one thing today that brings me joy and I will hold on to that. And that will become something for me that is something that I do every day. And it builds because once you start looking for the joys in your life, this is personally, I have found, I find more that I didn't even know I was looking for because now I'm open to it. As opposed to being in my head and closed down and so depressed over the situation as it is, there are very few situations where you can't find beauty somewhere in the situation. I think that's really important because we all go through challenges. And we have to look at, okay, well, that didn't work out so well, but now what can I do? There's always something you can do to control things and move them in a different direction. That's really where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. You know, certain people, they dwell on the stuff that they're upset about. And then there's others that go, okay, well, I fell off the horse. Now I'm going to get back up. Right. You know, I think it's important to work through Any issues that you have, any sadness that you have, you have to work through that. But for me, I have found the best way to work through it is to get out there and see if I can help somebody who is in a more difficult situation than I'm in. Diane, talk about who you serve, what you specialize in, and how people can get a hold of you. We have three areas under brand protection that we serve. And one is, of course, the CBD community. And we're so excited about the research that's now going on that we're finding out more and more about CBD and how it can help with wellness, how it can help with pain and anxiety and nausea and all the different things. And even for your pets, I'm thrilled to see where it's going. The second thing we do is we are here for any crisis situations. If you have a crisis situation, you give us a call and you've got 100% of our attention to get you through whatever the crisis situation you have, as well as if you're looking forward and you're planning for 2021, this is a great time to look at brand protection and figure out what things that you need to be prepared for in 2021. And we have a tool for that. And the third thing is that we have what we call insider media relations because we are all journalists. We do a very unique media training and we understand what the media wants, what 
what they're going to ask. We can listen to an interview and say, those are the seven words they're going to use from that interview on the air or in the story. And that's what will be used because we have that ear from that experience. So those are the things. And you can find everything about us at movethestairs.com or mncommunications.com. And you just spell out the word and. It's easier to just go to movethestairs.com and you'll get right to our website with all our information. We have our Move the Stairs podcast in every Friday at noon mountain time. We're live on Facebook talking about the biggest PR challenges from the week before. And we have downloadable materials that will help you walk through a number of different PR challenges. Sometimes if you just think about things before they happen, it can make all the difference in how you react because you're ready. And it's not nearly as frightening or as scary because you've got a plan. And having a plan, that's half the battle. Diane, thank you. I just appreciate you being here and sharing this with us. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a fantastic day. That's a wrap for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Diane Mulligan for being my guest. If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash L-B-O-V-M or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe, and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.